Okay, good morning. Today's class is sponsored for birthday of Esther Bakfrida for health, steady Parnasa and Nachat from her children, also for Ezra Ben Frida for health until 120 years. Okay, today's class is also in Lunishma Yerachmad Yanam Gedalian, Siam Benema, and success in Yerachmad Melisheva Rabat, Gadiel Ben Melisheva, Shef Melisheva, and Emmet Melisheva, and Reina Malka Batova Basha. Also, God willing, in the Fushalim of Shalom Ben Yavne, and Siam, and um, Daniel Ben Sarah, and Hannah Batadel. God willing, next, this Thursday night at the Lighthouse, 8 o'clock class, uh, open for everybody. It's sponsored by the Behar family in honor of Rosie Behar, and that's going to be at 8 o'clock at the Lighthouse. Amazing, amazing class on positive thinking in, in Azamra. Okay, it's next Thursday, this Thursday night at the Lighthouse, 2600 Northeast to 9th Street. There's no tickets. It's, it's The whole event is sponsored, etc. God willing, also share and rate the podcast. All right, today we're going to do a really, really great concept. So... Rabbi Nachman writes the constant. I want, to, I want to talk to you. What's the practicality of thinking greater than you feel? My hope and my goal, which I know is going to happen, God willing, is to have Joe Dispenza one day come on to the podcast and explain what happens to our brain when we go into a Muna mode, which is practically going thinking greater than we feel. What ha- what's, what's happening into our brain? I'm going to practically tell you what happens to your brain Kabbalistically, I could tell it to you. But he's going to give us really the, what's happening to our, what, what would happen to our brain? You know, I don't know, I'm not a neuroscientist, I have no idea what happens to your brain, but something happens to our brain when we go into this mode. So we're going to talk about today pr- pretty much what happens Kabbalistically when we are able to enhance an emotion, like we said many times, think greater than we feel, Cheesecake party, whatever we talk about constantly, the, one of the most important things, I would say, in any situation you're in, is to be able to enhance an emotion, to be able to feel better in the current situation. This is what practically what Amuna does. Having faith allows you to uh, be positive. Being positive practically is saying, I have faith. Being negative means I have fear. I mean, if you want to make it super simple. Anytime you're positive in a situation, I have faith, it's going to work out. Anytime you're negative, you have fear, it's not going to work out. So wherever we put our energy is usually what ends up manifesting. It's really pretty much a, a concept of discipline. I want to give you two short, little, cute, super simple concepts that Rabbi Nachman wrote. But you can pretty much use this. And, and I would say to, to myself, you know, one, one of the things I've, I have mastered, thank God, is being able to be, put my mind in a completely different place when there's a difficult circumstance. That I can say that I pretty much, I'm not, I don't want to get tested again, but I, I've, got, I've been able to anchor my mind where I want to go. And I would say that that's a, there's a major key uh, to, one of, to my successes. Being able to already be in the other moment, to be able to be already in the situation that I want to be in. And because I believe in myself so much, things happen. So there's a concept here. You also have to have a belief in yourself. You have to believe in, the, in, the, in, 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 the, in your worth that God wants you to do this. Because some of us are so afraid to enhance. We're so afraid to let down so we'd rather not even try. This is a common, you know, this is a common principle. And you're really, by not trying, you're not developing that relationship with your creator. 
Because if he doesn't believe, you don't believe in yourself, then he, he always believes in you. Whether you believe in yourself is a different story. And that's something that we want to really, the whole purpose of these classes is really to, to try, try to get people to believe in themselves. You know, to uncover the, the, the fears and to uncover the, the doubts and really, really to bring that spark out. You know, yesterday I was having a conversation. A few, a few guys came over for a Shabbaton around my area. We, we were trying to counsel them on, on and, and it's, it, it's, the question is, is getting really, getting them to want. <laughs> you know, one thing is, that's the problem today, wanting to want. You know, one thing is if you want and you're failing, then that's a different strategy. Then we need resilience, but sometimes we don't even want to want. And that, that itself is an issue. So Rav Nachman tells us already that joy is, joy is the exit strategy of every situation, including sickness, including Yeshuot, including any, any, any situation in our lives. Joy is, that's why he, he recognized the importance of it. He spoke about the exile of the Shekhinah today, the, the way you can take the Shekhinah out of exile, which is a feminine aspect of our, is through joy. So Rav Nachman says a beautiful, two, two beautiful Chidushim that we can really, really apply Rabbi Nachman was always known it's a great mitzvah to be happy always. Even though, in the same sentence, he said that this world, there is no alam hazeh. It's funny, he tells you to be besimcha, but you're in a world that's nothing but gehinam. You understand? Which is, you're not, it's not like he's telling you the world is, uh, he's looking for alam. He says, there is no alam hazeh here. I know what alam habay, I don't have alam hazeh. Alam hazeh is this world. He, he didn't, he saw the world, a world of pain and suffering. So what do we practically do? Okay, you're, you're one person stuck in a bad marriage, one person stuck in this, one person stuck in that. What do you do? You, this is the life sentence you got? This is all you got? Should you just be, give up? So Rabbi Nachman told us this. He says, happiness figures prominently in the Rebbe's teachings, speaks about more joy than anything else. And he says, because if we lack joy, we won't have the strength of vitality to grow spiritually. There's a very big connection between joy and growing spiritually. There's nobody that I know that has grown spiritually. Has, has, everybody that, that has grown spiritually has joy. Everybody has not grown spiritually. There's a key element. They don't have simcha. You don't have simcha. You don't have emunah. You don't have emunah. You don't have faith. You don't have joy. You don't have strength. Super simple. No joy. No strength. No strength. You're not going to, going to be able to, to deal with the battles that we have. So, so basically, somebody asked Reb Nussin, which was his major disciple, how could he be happy? Look how many problems I have. Look how many difficulties I have. Look at the president I have right in the country. Reb Nussin answered, borrow it. Borrow the happiness. Put yourself two years from now and see how, how great things are going to be. How the, you have, we, we also need to understand something very, very important. Things can change in a blink of an eye. Things can go from the very worst to the very best in a blink of an eye. Just watch the stock market. That's a great indication. One day the whole world looks like it's going to nothing. The next day it looks like the economy is going to, <laughs> to ever. Things can go from the very worst to the very best in a blink of an eye. It's only our limitation, remember, of time and space. King Solomon says, all suffering comes from giving permanence to the temporary. So sometimes, because of our relationship with time and space, we think, oh my God, I'm going to be in this headache forever. 
oh my God, this is going to hurt. So what happens is when we say, oh my God, this is going to be forever, now you're not only not dealing with the original problem, but now all you're doing is resisting, 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 resisting. And that causes much more suffering. So the key element here is to remove all resistance. Because resistance is where the suffering comes. Resistance is what causes pain to turn into suffering. Because at the end of the day, pain could be turned into growth and it'd be great. But, but the resisting of pain is what causes suffering. You have, let's say you lose money. You can't believe you lost money. You think about the money all day long. Now you're upset, how are you going to make it again? Now you say, well, it took me a year to make it, now it's going to take me three years to make it again. This is all resisting the current situation. But if you just said, you know what? What a great lesson I got. You know, I lost one time $4 million when I was 26 years old. And I said, thank you, God. You taught me the greatest lesson ever. No more partners. That was the lesson. That lesson was the greatest lesson I got. And it had to hurt. And for me to lose that kind of money when I was 26, 27 years old was a, was a smack in the face. How I made it, Baruch Hashem, I was completely blessed. But if you, you learn the lesson, obviously it stung, it hurt. And it, it wasn't a quick loss. It was courts and this. So it was from 26 to 28. Two years of losing the money, dealing with courts, dealing with thieves. Again, thank you, no more partner. If God doesn't have a partner, I'm not going to have a partner. And that saved me tons of headaches. I'm not telling you not to have a partner. But I know, if I, it's enough to control myself. Imagine dealing with somebody else's life. So that, that really gave me the greatest lesson in the world. So I took that wisdom and I applied it. Everything else in my life, thank God. The only partner I'm going to have is my, mar- my wife. After that, it's like, there's no partners. I learned the lesson. So we have to also be able to take these things. Now, if I would have said, how could you let me lose the money? It's not fair. I gave charity, blah, blah, blah. All that would have caused resistance. In life. That's the whole point I'm getting you to do, to let you understand the importance of a lesson in life. Failure gives you experience, experience gives you success. At the end of the day. Failure gives you experience. There's a price for experience. So Reb Nachman, when he asked him, how can I be happy? I have so many problems and difficulties. Reb Nachman asked, borrow it. Borrow happiness. You know how many times do people say, We'll laugh when this is over one day. How many people tell you? One day that we'll laugh when this is over. Start laughing now. Why are you waiting for it to be over? So we are, we are supposed to have the ability to think greater than we feel. So Rav advice, if you don't have it, borrow it. Just like people go to banks. There should be banks of happiness, which is called the Bank of Emuna. Borrow it. Believe in it. Because when you believe in it, already you get your head out of exile. The minute I borrow money, I'm more calmer. The minute you borrow happiness, already you, you have hope. And hope itself does magic things. Because remember, when, you, when you're able to enhance a higher emotion above, more, the most important you're going to get is you, you're, you're going to start getting, you're going to start understanding why it's happening. You're going to understand, you're going to get hints. Hashem's going to open up your mind. You start, you're going to start getting awareness. Joy gives you awareness. Thinking greater than feel gives you awareness. That's the key. Remember, after emunah comes yedida. After emunah, after faith comes knowledge. Knowledge will be given to you once you go into faith.
So knowledge comes after faith, not before. This is why the God created the world. Darkness first, then there was light. It wasn't light and then darkness, because God gives, gives us a situation in our life to tell us, you're going to go through darkness before light. Now, what do I practically do when I have darkness? I have to surrender, I have to believe, or I have to close my eyes. And then the light comes. doesn't work the other way. You have to create again. By handling a situation well, you get rewarded. By not handling a situation well, you get stuck. Period. Think about every situation you've handled well, you've had a happy ending. Think about every situation that you're still questioning, you're probably st still, still sucked at. And a pretty much practical example. So what we're advised to do is have super simplicity, like this is exactly the message of the Torah of the week, right? What's the message? The, the red cow is all about simplicity. You don't have to understand everything. Clearly he's telling you, you do not have to understand everything. And God also tells you in the same parsha that the problem became the solution, right? The snakes that bit them, what was the problem? They stopped looking at God. So what happens? It's funny, had a medical symbol. If you look at the medical symbol, what's the medical symbol? A snake on a stick. Where'd they get that from? They got that from the parsha. Because when you're, when you're speaking to a doctor, when you're dealing with a doctor, you're dealing with medicine, at the end of the day, you have to recognize it's God's healing you. It's not the doctor. God's healing you. Put your eyes above. What a, what a message that, to, to put that. Had a medical symbol ended up becoming a snake on a stick to show us, hey, look up, look up. That's what's going to cure you. It's not the doctor. It's faith is going to cure you. Right there, you can see it. The answer's right in front of your face. Usually the answer's right in front of our faces, but we can't see it. So Reb Nelson says, when it comes to money, we rarely hesitate to borrow against future earnings. <coughs> It's the same thing. You want to take a loan. You want it. Everybody, all, it's all about future earnings. While sadness makes a person feel like he's missing something, the thing to do, Rabbi Nelson advises, is to borrow from whatever you can think that would make you happy. Besides, there's a big difference between owing money and owing happiness. When money has to be paid back, it hurts a little. But with happiness, when we pay it back, we have happiness again. Forcing joy and happiness actually pays fantastic visits. Here, forcing joy. Rebbe says, you don't feel like praying? Force yourself to do it. The answer will come. You don't feel like working out? Force yourself. It will come. The constant message of here, of the simple come, get your head out of the present moment. You have to master that. Master that. You have to master mind over mood. Master mind over mood. That's the key. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to smoke. You don't have to drink. You don't have to stuff a, a bagel in your face. You just have to think greater than you feel. Handle the pain. Think greater than you feel. Stop numbing it. Just deal with it. Plow through it. That's the message of these chassidim, what they're telling us. Look at the, the cost of numbing today. What's the cost of numbing? All of a sudden, you're numbing a situation. You gain 30 pounds because you're numbing it. Now you got to deal with Now you got to lose the 30 pounds. And then when you lose the 30 pounds, you got to go back to the original issue. Got to go back to the original issue. Save the 30 pounds. Save the 30 pounds, for God's sake. Same thing. Borrow it. Who's telling you? you stop looking for certainty. 
Stop looking for control. It's, it doesn't work. It's not a spiritual thing. Control and certainty is not a spiritual thing. It's completely the opposite. Remember, time and space, when Mashiach comes, time and space will disappear. You will live completely in the moment. This is why we're yearning for it so much. That will be complete. Knowledge will be complete. Time and space will not exist. Time and space will not exist. It will be gone. You'll be living in the moment all day long. Imagine living in the moment all day long. What kind of world that would be. Who cares if you have money or not? Who cares if you have happy in your marriage? You're in the moment. You know, the greatest prayers you'll ever have are prayers in the moment. When you're living in the moment, time flies. Time flies. It's an amazing concept. So you can live in the moment, stop resisting all this, and think greater than you feel. Plan the cheesecake parties. Get your head out of the present moment. Like Joe Dispenza says this all the time. If you can already predict your day, that means you're living in the memories of the past. And then the memories of the past project the future. So you can see how destructive this is. So something has to break that pattern. That's why he has people in conferences and he gets them to start meditating. Already feeling already like they're already healed. That's it. This is all the Muna. This is all the Muna, guys. All of this is the Muna. Thinking greater than you feel is a Muna. That is practically a Muna. That's exactly what we need. You're in a tough situation. You're in a tough marriage. Instead of focusing on all the stuff they're doing, pretend you're in the greatest marriage in the world. Pretend top one marriage in the world. You're the top. You're the great. You're in the greatest marriage. You're the greatest husband. You're the greatest wife. And just see all the good in them. And. Just see all the good in them. Believe me, it works. Because you know it works when, it do, when you don't do it. <laughs> Anytime you know something works, it works when you don't do it. When you don't do it and you focus on all the bad, you see the, the, how your relationship looks like Gaza. And when you focus on the good, it looks much better. So there we are. It's, it's a, it's, somebody has to create that, that arousal. Somebody has to create that focus. So that was his advice from Nassim. Borrow it. Borrow happiness. Just borrow it. Don't think about it. Just borrow it. How are you going to pay it back? You'll pay it back. Amuna. <laughs> you have to have Amuna, you'll pay it back also. Somebody takes a loan in the bank. How do they, are they guaranteed they're going to get it paid back? No, they're not guaranteed, but they give it to you. Based on credit. You also have good credit. You've had times where you've done this before. Very easy to get a loan in the bank when you have successful credit, when you have a habit of going into Amuna. So same thing in heaven. You could rely on past victories. You know, when you have 25 cheesecake parties under the belt, it's very easy to throw a 26th one. But when you have, you're so afraid of throwing one, then it's hard to get, to get into that state. But once you get into that state, you have, you have a recipe. Remember, emuna. Emuna, faith is a place we go to. Daniel Katz said it beautifully. Faith is a place you go to. Like the Baal Shem Tov says, he says, that it's the vacas, clinging, clinging. It's going to a place of everything is good. Everything is oneness. Remember, the reason why we can't see this is because our knowledge has been taken away from us. Because if you had the knowledge, you would, you would see it. So you have to create an arousal. Because you didn't believe, now you have to rectify it by believing. You understand? Because you didn't believe, that's how the problem began. Now you have to rectify it by believing it. So almost, you have to almost do the exact same thing that got you into the mess.
Reb Nachman's daughter, Sarah, had a terrible toothache. Second strategy. Reb Nachman's daughter had a terrible toothache. When she shared her pain with her father, she said, you should feel very joyous. Imagine your daughter comes to you. Be happy. You have a toothache? Be happy. Rabbi Rush said something very beautiful. He says, anytime you have a toothache, it's because you're not smiling. You're not smiling. So what happens? You go to the dentist. You have to, you have to smile. One way or another, you're going you're to open up your mouth and smile. You could do it by yourself. You have to go to, to the dentist. It's funny, Rabbi Nachman has a whole Torah on this. He says, when you see a guy that all of a sudden falls in the middle of nowhere, he just falls on the street. And usually when people fall, people laugh at that person. Unfortunately, we all do. We laugh. So what does Rabbi Nachman say? He says, the, he says, the reason why the guy fell is because during the holidays, he's not happy. Why? Because the holidays itself represent sh- shalosh regalim. Our holidays are known as the three legs. Rega- regal is a holiday. Regal is also foot in Hebrew. So what happens? You weren't happy. So the laughing that they're doing at, when they laughed at you, is the laughing you should have had on the holiday. That means if you laughed on the ho- if you were happy on the holiday, you wouldn't need somebody else to laugh at you. So it's pretty much the same thing in life. The laugh is going to come out. Either you laugh or people are going to laugh at you. So when you trip, you should know. Check your simcha at the holiday. So Rabbi Nachman's daughter had a terrible toothache. She said you should feel joyous. Even though it hurts me, he asked. He says, act as if you are happy, he advised. There will come a time when you will feel so happy because of this, that you will dance. When this happens, you will be healed. Why dancing and clapping hands is such a big emphasis in the, in the breast of circles? Because practically, just think about why dancing. Because the evil inclination uses two areas. Uses the feet and the hands. Anytime I get upset, the first thing I do, I put my hands down. As our sages say, Moshe Rabbeinu, his hands were heavy. Amalek what? When the hands are heavy, when we lose the pulse, when we lose our vitality, we, lo- we drop the hands. We get, we get, ah, it doesn't work, it's not going to work. We get heavy. And the feet, we don't want to move. You don't want to get up. So the hands and feet represent the concept of machut, which represents, machut represents faith, represents prayer. And that's where they attack you. When you go watch a football game, where do they attack? Where do they get the person? At the feet. So when you lift the feet, you're lifting the shin out of exile. Also, when a woman gives birth, where does all the blood go? To the feet. The feet itself is judgment. The feet represents judgment. So when you laugh, when you, the way your guy walks, you can see his vitality. So when you lift the feet, you're lifting, you're getting out of the negativity. You're forcing, you're, you're jumping... Anytime you get good news, what do you do? You jump. You clap your hands and you jump. Joy gives you spirit. It gives you. It gives you that new vitality. Anytime you get sad, the first thing you do is drop your shoulders. The feet become heavy. The hands become heavy. So the same thing. You have to pretty much do the opposite of what got you into the mess. So what did he tell her? He says, start dancing and you're going to be healed. He didn't tell her to go see the dentist told her to start dancing and she will be healed. Act as if you were happy. Act 
as if you're happy, then you will be healed. She listened to his advice. She worked very, very, she worked on feeling happy. Despite her pain, eventually she mustered enough joy, closed her window shades so passengers would not see her, danced, and what happens? She was healed exactly like that. This little cute message that we see seems like so cute. Pretty much is a formula. This little letter here, I posted it on Instagram and, and Facebook. This little letter can give you a lot of advice on practically everything in life. Now, what happens? Why? Why is that working practically? Because you have a certain, there's a part of your soul called, there's a neshama, ruach, and nefesh, right? The nefesh is the blood, desires, the ruach is the spirit, right? The neshama is the breath. So part of, there's a certain ruach that a person could get, you could see today, most sickness, there's a tremendous correlation between emotions and sicknesses. We know that already. Emotions is my ruach, my belief, my ruach, my belief system. And the Arizal tells us, the Rav Chaim Bital also, the Arizal tells us, know that just as all physical illnesses can be diagnosed from a person's pulse by a physician, by a physical doctor, so did the Ari say that a person could dissect basically through a person's pulse. Okay? If you go to Chinese medicine, acupuncture, they check your pulse, they check your tongue, they see what, what's going on. They can tell by the pulse what's happening in the body. Slow pulse, fast pulse. Through the pulse, they know exactly what the issue is based on the the balance of the four elements based on the... Because remember, every, every emotion, there's a meridian, there's a lung meridian responsible for grief. There's a um, spleen responsible for overthinking. There's the heart, joy. There's the, um, the um, livers, anger. So you can see it's unbelievable how our body, emotionally, it's all connected. And Chinese medicine is probably the best indication to show where there's a stagnant. It was funny, I, go to, I do acupuncture every week. I go, I go, that, do that in copying every week I go. And you can see certain areas of your body, it, it hurts more, right? Otherwise, oh, what happened? What'd you do? What, what, what's wrong with your lungs today? Too much green. What's wrong with this? Because there's a, when, there's a, when, there's a, when there's stagnant blood, when there's stagnation, blood's not moving. And that causes an infec infection. We need to keep the blood moving. But what happened in 2008? Everything became what? Toxic assets, right? Nobody wanted to lend. There was no movement. Veronica, money. It's funny how money, Zeus, move, right? Also means dam, damim, money, blood. So blood's flow. We need to create a blood flow. We need to create a healthy, we need to move. Can't be stagnant in your life. The same thing he's telling us here, that each of our, there's four elements, and these four elements are very, very connected to the ten letters of the alphabet. And each alpha, I'm sorry, ten, ten vowel points, and each vowel point represents Kabbalistically a sphera. Remember, what did God do? He created these ten spherots. And these ten spherots, what are the ten spherots? These are basically channels in, in which we know, and emanations, in which we know godliness. So practically, when I change my mood, I change my state, I go into happiness. 
there's a different dominant sphera that, that I'm connected to. Let's say all of a sudden I'm in a sphera right now, I feel angry. What's running the show? Gavura. Remember, we just went through the 49 days of the Omer to rectify the seven, the seven midot. There's always a dominant element. You're pissed off, you're happy, you feel generosity. If one day you wake up today, you feel completely, completely generous and you're kind to yourself and you're treating yourself. That's the, 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 the chesed is running that day. That's kindness. You're being kind to yourself. You're being kind to people. What's running that day? Kindness, chesed. What he's telling us here is every single element, earth, because remember, all sickness comes from what? Disharmony. What is the key for us to have? Harmony. And harmony is when you have the four elements. Earth, fire, water, and air in harmony. When, earth, when everything is balanced, there's healing. Understand? That's what all Chinese meant. It's to balance. It's all about balance. But what happens is when there's a dominant sphera, what happens? That causes an imbalance, and that imbalance causes sickness. So the, a person would go to a rabbi, would go to the Baal Shem Tov, they would check the pulse, they would know what the illness is based on what, what's running the guy's show. Let's say grief, too much, too much mourning, anger, constantly resentment, constant anger, right? Lack of chesed, low self-esteem, depression, which is related to earth, not getting over things. So you could see unbelievably how when we have joy, Everything balances out. Joy rectifies. And basically what he's telling us here, and that's the same concept, Kabbalistically, as how your brain works. And he says here that just like your brain controls the nervous system, the same thing. Your brain, parts of your brain, again, I'm not a scientist, I don't know these terms. There's a part of your brain that controls hypocampus, hypothalamus, I don't know which one it does. But that controls the nervous system. And at the end of the day, when, you're, when the nervous system is calm, when you go into the parasympathetic system, which is exactly the opposite of the fight or flight, that causes healing. Herbert Benson came out with this whole concept about the parasympathetic system. Relaxed response versus fight or flight. So pretty much, he did the exa- in the same lab in Harvard, he pretty much showed how there's a relaxed response. He wrote a book called The Relaxed Response. Ver- is the complete opposite of the fight or flight response. And the relaxed response does the exact opposite of the fight or flight. And that's what brings healing. So at the end of the day, healing is about being calm and happy and joy. And that's what practically, I would say the science behind, I would say the, the spirituality behind this is, is that when you're happier, you change the pulse. You feel differently. And joy changes the, the pulse rate and choice of vitality. And obviously, it doesn't cause the, the sadness, which is caused by an imbalance of things. And this is why the, the, during Rav Nachman's stay in Lemberg, he, basically, he went to Lemberg, and he, which was a conference on doctors, and, rec- and, he, and he basically recognized that the main thing is Amuna. Again, I'm not going to talk about doctors right now, but the bottom line is he recognized that Amuna comes before everything. That the key element to healing is amuna. The key element to physical health is amuna. The key element to attracting situations is to, like I said, I tell people all the time, just pretend you're married. Do the audience effect. Pretend you're a bride. How would you walk around? 
You wouldn't walk around needy. You wouldn't walk around desperate. You wouldn't walk around like that. A bride doesn't walk around desperate and needy. No, she walks around like she's a queen. Walk around like a queen. And then the, and the king will come. Same thing. You want to meet a queen? Well, act like a king. King's not smoking weed all day long. King's not doing uh, nonsense. Act like a king. Act already. Well, I'm not. Act it. It'll come to you. It's the same, 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 same concept here. And Rav Nachman says, during the stay in Lemberg, there was an occasional doctor came to him to visit. He took his pulse. After examining, the Rebbe asked for a few minutes. The doctor took his pulse again. And he was surprised to find that it changed dramatically. How in the world did your pulse change within two minutes? How is it possible that somebody's pulse can change so fast? Slightly afterwards, he took his pulse again. It changed again. The doctor was quite perplexed. But the Rebbe said, you see, every moment I live a completely new life. Wow. See that? That's Rebbe Nachman. Every moment he lived a new life. Restart the button. There's nothing like he said, I had a bad day. Reb Nachman restarted sometimes seven times a day. This is a, big, a lot of advice for us that we have. That means when you restart the day, you create a new desire, you create a new energy. Let's say at two o'clock, the day is finished. No, three o'clock, brand new day just started for me. That's the attitude we need to take. We need to take a constant restart attitude. Sometimes you have to take a nap and restart the day. Taking a 15-minute nap when things are going... Take a 50-minute nap, wake up, you wake up with new energy, brand new, new vitality. I do this all the time. Wake up with new energy. Change the pulse, you change the energy, you attract. Because remember, we're always attracting something. Now David Hawkins, on a conscious level, he says that the mind holds double the level of the... Of the, of the what, what you hold in the mind manifests in the body. But the mind is much stronger than the body. Basically, you hold fear in your mind. What's going to happen? It's going to manifest as anxiety in the body. We don't need a, you do not need a chidush to tell you that. You do not need a, a nuclear scientist to tell you that anxiety is rooted in holding something. Just to think that anxiety is a body thing without fixing the, the belief system is complete. You're just headed in the wrong end. You have anxiety, there's tremendous fear. There's no way you're having anxiety without any, having any fear in your, in your head. So he says, on a conscious level, to get to healing, you have to get to 540, which is love, which is joy at the end of the day, which is the same concept he's telling you consciously. Imagine if I told you, listen, you have to hit, you want to get healed, you have to put your mind to 500. 500 is the level of consciousness. So basically, the higher level we go, the more we surrender, the higher our energy is. We don't, we don't, we don't get higher energy by doing more. We get higher energy by surrendering, 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 letting go. Because what's, ha- what's holding your energy? Holding on to things. And that causes healing. The more you let go, which is Amuna. Amuna is letting go of control, letting go. So th- these are two, two simple teachings. If you want to talk about David Hawkins consciously, it tells you you've got to get your mind to 540 to be healed. Kabbalistically, Ramnachman says you've got to change your pulse. Change your pulse changes the energy. Who knows what Joe Dispenza would say. But we all see that the number one solution to every single problem 
is already putting yourself in a better state than the current circumstance. That is a solution. Every single situation, and that is a solution of through the Pasuk that says, through joy you will go out. This has to constantly be constantly, because this has to be practiced constantly. I say all the times to myself, through joy you will go out. Get your mind out of the current reality. Time and space does not only exist. If you have dot, time and space doesn't exist. Time and, sp- time and space is only in an absence of a consciousness. I t- you have to anchor your mind. And then you have a situation. Where do we put the energy? We put the energy on the cheesecake party. We put the energy on the solution. We put the energy where we want to go, not where we don't want to go. And in order to do this, you have to let go of all your immature fears. You have to let go of all your control. You have to pretend you're like the red cow. That's what God wants you to do. I don't understand it. He wants you to put a red cow. Why not a green cow? A red cow. Why? Because that's what he wants. That's what he wants. Many guys ask one of the number one questions. How did you believe all this stuff when you started learning it? I don't know. I have super simplicity. Maybe that's the answer in life, to be super simple. They tell people in the program, keep it simple, su- simple stupid. Don't, don't be so smart. Your knowledge is getting you nowhere. Look what people's knowledge is getting them there. They're nowhere. They're nowhere. Hashem, help us all. We should all get our brains, get our minds, get our pulse, our hippocampus, whatever you got to do, get your mind already to a better position. Whatever situation you are in, borrow it if you have to, dance if you have to, whatever you have to do. Put music on, do, do what you have to do to fight the current permanence of your problems, period. This will do wonders for your brain. It will do wonders for your hope. You will be able to be spread contagious. Nobody wants people to come with and tell them and suck all their energy. People want to be around people that have the energy. People want to be around people that have energy. Energy is contagious. Nachman said something very deep. He says, no two Jews can stay on the same level. What does that mean? The minute I, let's say I do, I become positive. You know what that affects? Somebody else gets an upgrade. So imagine the chain response that we can have by being positive. By having a muna, you're changing the airwaves. When the more faith we have, the more the airwaves change, the energy changes. So we can all start. There's a reason why there's thousands and thousands of people in these groups. Thousands of followers, families, members. Where do they come from? It's contagious. But it starts with your own family. Stop, up, stop focusing on oh, everybody's negative in my family. You need, to become the win- you need to become the diamond in the family. The diamond does not... What's the difference between a diamond and the window? A window is always needs light from outside. Correct? If there's not light outside, there's no, wind, there's no light inside. But a diamond creates the light. It has a light of its own. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. Diamond has its own light. And the diamond projects. The diamond gives light. So that's what we have to do. We have to stop becoming windows. And we have to start becoming the diamonds to start giving light to others. Have a great day.